when you move from an A, a coach, a consultant, a something to a the, your life changes and so does your bank balance. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours, strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super excited to have you here with us today because I have my most awesome guest, Steve. Steve, thank you so much for being here today. I am absolutely in your hands and terrified. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) And so you should be. That's exactly the way I want you. (laughs) So I know you love you, but tell our peeps a 5,000 foot view of who you are and what you love to do. I love to have fun. I've got a written mission to help other people exceed their own professional and personal expectations through innovative strategies, inspiration, and support. So I get off helping people break through all of their business and personal barriers. And uh, it comes from a crazy track athletic background where I did it myself. And then as a coach and taking people to a whole new level in their sporting, I thought, stop it. I could do this in business too. So I've done that too. <laughs> oh, fabulous. That's awesome. So who do you love to serve in sport now? Who's your favorite client? Um, in, in sport, I've uh, I, I pulled back on, on that side of things. Um, mm-hmm. I've actually helped people that you know couldn't bench press 20 pound actually get to the Olympics. So wow. taking people through journeys like that has been absolutely amazing. Right. But also helping solo entrepreneurs have a great idea and a, and a want and a passion to do something and then give them a pathway and then the confidence to do, do that and then also inspire other organizations to do the same so it's a it's a crazy multifaceted journey that I'm on I love it I love it so when you're working with the clients what what are you helping them to accomplish what's the end game what I see so much out there is what I call the brown box syndrome. People that get out there and call themselves the same as everybody else. Like I'm a coach, I'm a consultant, I'm a life coach, I'm accountant, mortgage broker. That's not who they really are. And it's not what they really do. It's just the box that everybody puts themselves in. And unfortunately, when they're in that brown box, everybody judges them by any preconception that they've had by working with a similar person or they put them in the box and all they're going to do is determine them by the lowest price. The big thing is virtually everybody does something different. There is some sort of uniqueness. The the thing that we do is what is it and how do we communicate it in a way that other people see value in it? And that's the first and that's the biggest aha that I get with people and say, well, you know, I, I can't be an authority. I'm not the best in the world. And, and there's one, well, there's two sayings. You don't have to be the best in the world. You just have to be the best in their world. But the other thing is that nobody else has got a PhD on your life. <laughs> so <laughs> you are the authority on who you are and what you do. It's just, you know, package it, communicate it, and stand up and own it. Nice. I love that. 
I know for myself, I didn't really understand those nuances until I quit seeing other people in my industry as competition and started seeing them as potential affiliates that I could make money off of. <laughs> so I started to get to know them better. And I was like, okay, who do you love to work with? What do you really do? Like, what do you really, really do really well? Um, because if I met somebody, I'm like, oh, I don't do that. I want to know who I can refer them to. So that's when I started to discover that a coach isn't just a coach or an accountant's not just an accountant. Um, how do you get them to see who they really are and, and what their nuance is? Several things. Um, I have a program that I run people through called the Change the Game program. Obviously, my sporting background I, and being a competitive bit, 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 so-and-so, <laughs> I, I hate to lose. And so well, what's one of the best ways to win? Well, change the game. Own the game, own the playing field, own the rules. So instead of being the coach or consultant and playing by everybody else's rules, change them. What is it that you do? And one of the amazing things that I keep telling people, the narrower that I've got on what I do. So explain to me the, the brown box syndrome. The brown box syndrome is something that I've been seeing for ages. And it's people who call themselves by their, their title, their category or their occupation. They're a coach, a consultant, a life coach, a, a planner, a something the same as everybody else. Now, they, they could be gold inside. They could be absolute gems, the best ever. But if they're packaged the same as everybody else, they're sitting on the shelf the same as everybody else. And people look at that and say, I've worked with one of them. No. And the other thing is, if you're all in a brown box, generally, they'll look at it and say, well, I'm just going to go with the lowest price. The big thing is to uncover their uniqueness. And everybody has a uniqueness. And there's a saying, you don't have to be the best in the world. You just have to be the best in their world. And a lot of people get caught up in being an imposter. It's like, oh, I'm not an authority. I'm not the best in the world. But as I say, nobody else has got a PhD on your life. You are you. There's something that you do different. What we do is uncover that and then take that out to the world and communicate this is what I do. And that that's a real big breakthrough for a lot of people. Oh, absolutely it is. And you know, I was, when I go, or in the past, when I used to think of people in my industry as competitive, I would go, oh, well, I'm not going to talk to them because, you know, we do the same thing. But then I started to realize that if I found out what their nuances were, that I could you know, affiliate market with them, <laughs> give them clients, I'd make money and I didn't have to fulfill on it. So it was awesome. So that's when I really started to understand that even though there might be five coaches in the room, we all do things slightly differently and, and to find out what that nuance is. What's the process that you take people through to be able to figure out what their uniqueness is? Well, well the first thing is I absolutely and totally agree. I've never made more money than I am now by doing a smaller niche of things. The, the narrower I've got and the more focused I am on doing just a couple of things. And just like you, um, I, I do things where I help people position them and they look better at the front end. So they attract better people. I do things on the back end that help them sell their products and services better. I do nothing in the middle. I don't drive their traffic. I don't do their social media. I don't do their content. I don't do their business planning. 
but I work with people who do. So if I, and one of the things you're talking about affiliates, the way that I work with people is how can I make you look the hero? So if I help them attract a better quality of person and sell better on the back end, the stuff that the person does in the middle is much more valuable. And when you know you came to the realization, it's better to you know, niche down and work with more people. Uh, that's exactly the same transition. To get back to answer the question, you know, we already know that I'm a competitive and I'm a sports jock. So I, I do a program that's called the Change the Game program, and I hate losing. And the best way to win is own the field, own the game, own the rules. So we go through and have a look at a, a complete 3D look at them, their clients, their message, and their others in the market. I don't call them competitors. It's just others in the market. And how can we rework everything so they own their game? Oh, by the way, here's, here's one quick saying. When you move from an A, A coach, A consultant, A something to a the your life changes and so does your bank balance. Oh, nice. The, the. I love that. Yes, absolutely. Go from a generalist to a specificist, <laughs> for lack of a better <laughs> um, terminology. Awesome. So, Kate, when you're working with something, they figure out that, that nuance. They figure out that thing that's unique to them. And then where do you take them from there? The next step is the crucial step that absolutely transformed my life. I moved, I've had multiple businesses, six and seven multinational businesses. I've sold millions of dollars of stuff. But when it came to selling me, I sucked. <laughs> well, you're else. the same as everybody else. I, I find that hard to believe. Yeah. <laughs> well, damn it, I was human. Anyhow. Oh, oh. Um, did I just owe you on that? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, and, and that was the thing. It, it, I struggled the same as everybody else selling me and I could sell and, and most coaches, consultants and professionals say, I can sell other people's stuff better than I can me. That's because they, they're selling them. And I was doing some speaker training and the trainer wheeled out this big schematic of this is the scientific approach of selling from stage, et cetera, et cetera. And I just looked at it and did not hear another word. <laughs> and I just looked at it and said, blueprint. I've got to create my own. I've got to create, I've got to show people how they could sell the system visually instead of themselves and taking that pressure off selling themselves has just exploded so many people's business. And the way that we teach it now, it's a collaborative tool. And I'll get onto that in a second. It's a collaborative tool to work with people instead of sitting back and presenting and pitching to people. And that is the biggest transformation that we work with people on to get them to the next step. Beautiful. I love that. So for people who don't know what a collaborative sales approach is, what does that mean to you? There are three different levels of influence in selling. There's the imposed influence where people believe that if they give them enough, enough good quality information, they'll make a buying, an informed buying decision. It's basically the present and pitch. I'm going to throw a lot of information. I'm going to throw a lot of my influence and 
try and get you to buy from me, even though it might be a soft approach, it's still imposing influence, please buy. Now, the collaborative influence is when you're working with somebody. And a lot of people talk about the collaborative selling method. However, when you have a blueprint, you work with them, you stop at certain spots and say, Michelle, if we were to do this in your business, would that work? Yeah. Now, if we were, what would that mean in a matter of time saving, extra money, et cetera? And then you'd quantify it and then you'd write it down. So as you're collaborating, then you're actually quantifying and confirming that, yes, this will work. And this is how much money we're about to put in your pocket. Now, most sales trainers will tell, tell people to sell on the box value. This is the value of all of the stuff that I'm going to give you. And there's some more bonuses. And But wait, there's the kitchen sink. So that's the box value. Whereas when you collaborate and do it right and you're confirming the implementable value, when we work together, here's all the money I'm going to put in your pocket, they're seeing things totally different. It's like, wow, you're going to give me all of this. And that's the number you start at. So if we were to put this system into your business, that's an extra $60,000 over the next two months. Does it make sense we get started on this sooner rather than later? And by the way, my fees are much less than that. And that's the collaboration and agreeing. And the price then basically just comes out of the profit or whatever they're doing for that person. It's a really nice way of doing it. Love that. So give us an example of a Cinderella story of one of your clients that came to you and distraught and (laughs) walked away princess. (laughs) I'm going to, I'll probably give you two ends of the, of the spectrum. And I was teaching this for one of the very first times in a mastermind group in interstate. And there's, um, I think she was about 18 or 19, just getting into life coaching. Um, she was of Muslim faith and had the, the, uh, the head thing on. Uh, I used to know the name of it. And, and she's, I, I want to help empower women of my faith to get out there in the community, et cetera, et cetera. I want to coach them. But I've just been giving away my program for free just because I can't, I don't know how to sell it. So we created her blueprint in the morning. And she says, Steve, this is amazing. I just take people how I work with them and we can see the results. And we took through the selling, how to do it in the afternoon. She said, Steve, this is so empowering. I, I don't have to sell myself anymore. I was like, cool. By the time I got off the plane back home, which is about two hours later, I had a message. She had sold two full priced coaching programs. Take it to the other end of the spectrum, a professional salesperson working for a, a, a solar financing organization selling big ticket stuff he said steve it's so competitive out there how do i differentiate who we are we're we're just selling loans so we repositioned and repackaged them and they were helping people grow their business and did all of that sort of stuff as well but we created a blueprint for them which nobody that sells a loan has a blueprint right (laughs) and i got a phone message and he said steve i've just used the blueprint for the first time over the phone, we just closed a half million dollar a month deal. Nice. Six million a year deal with the blueprint over the phone because 
they were different. They were collaborating. It's not saying, hey, I got the best loan. No, I got the best loan. Now, the brown boxes don't win. Mm -hmm. But when you partner with people, the trust factor goes up. Nice. And the fact that they've taken the effort to sit and collaborate. Another saying, what's the best way to get people, and you'll have a crack at this, what's the best way to get people on the same page as you? Close the book on them. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, um, <laughs> um, have a page my, to get on. Well, yeah, have a page to get on and ask him questions that are pertinent to yeah. your position yeah. where you're at. Yeah, have a, so to get them on the same page is to have that page. And once you have the page, which is your blueprint, <laughs> you're on the same page because together you're collaborating and they're seeing the values adding up in front of them. You don't have to go through and this plus this plus this. So they've done the sums and halfway through. Sometimes very early in a conversation, people will stop me and my clients and say, this looks fantastic. How do we get started? And that's where I wrote the art and science of virtual selling, how to get people to ask to buy is to have them get excited to work with you, talk with you. And then they can see the implementable value before you even get to asking for the sale. Nice. I love that. So other than people that have typically struggle with sales and people that just go, I hate sales. I don't have that conversation. I don't want to ask people for money. Obviously those are good signs that they need you, but what are some of the other struggles that somebody might be going and thinking, Oh my God, Steve, I need you so bad. Competition. <laughs> you know, it's crazy the world out there right now because people have been told to pivot and go online and change this and change that all over the last couple of years and people that are in different industries are finding it much more competitive than ever before because people have flooded out of the offices and into other different industries but i'm going to share an example with you that i never thought i could do um, i never called myself a funnel person because i'm just not Techie, my my web guy says, don't touch it, you'll break it. So <laughs> we love you, and we'll so have to some, talk more about that later. So <laughs> <laughs> no, when when somebody came to me and said, Steve, I've been told to talk to you about my my sales funnel, I thought no, I'm not that guy. But when I looked at what he did, I thought there are parts of it, not the tech, there are parts of it that I could help him with, and he actually did sell brown boxes brown boxes of glass and nuts and bolts. It was a, a glass pool fencing and glass balustrade do-it-yourself guy. And he was competing against you know, the big hardware giants. And the big boxes. it was like, right, <laughs> how can we change this? Because it was a brown box of stuff. And I thought, re retail's not my sales, sales funnels are not mine. But what we did we looked at their uniqueness and they supplied, they provided a lot of videos and service and, and support where people could do it virtually with them. So, and we looked at the titles out there. Now, everybody was calling themselves a do-it-yourself pool fence, do-it-yourself glass balustrades. So we turned that around and nobody was really using self-installation. So we titled them as their regions, self-installation experts, leaders. So again, a little bit of repositioning and authority in that area. And then we added the videos that we do. So when somebody phoned up or e emailed in, they got a video back from them saying, hey, it's Jason here from Exact Glass. Got your thing. 
Paul's going to be onto it straight away. He's going to talk to you in the next 48 hours, get all the details while you're here. Have a look at all the other things that you get when you work with us. And there was videos on how to do this and this. So they went from selling boxes of glass and nuts and bolts to selling support, service and confidence. They smashed a month's record in nine days. Oh, that's awesome. So, well, yeah, it was. We were contracted to work together for three months. I got sacked after a month because they were too busy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope you charged for all three months because, you know. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll take that. (laughs) And that's where people should look. It's like, well, where is my, my point of difference? They still sold the same boxes of nuts and bolts, but they took they took the focus off the doing and put it on what they delivered. And if your people can take that as one of the biggest things, people don't buy what you do or sell. They buy how you make them feel before, during, and after. Now, these guys made them comfortable, welcomed. They made them feel confident that they could do it. And they had that support and service. They made them feel all the way through. I love that. And it, to me, it exemplifies that it's not specific to a, a industry where this works. It's anything. <laughs> and it can work everywhere. And, and it also reminds me of once upon a time when somebody, um, a beer company said that they were cold filtered and everybody goes, we're all cold filtered. Like, how does that do anything? Say, well, yeah, but your clients don't know that. <laughs> It sounds really good on a beer. <laughs> it's almost the same story. It's another beer company. It's probably too early in the morning for me to start on beer, but anyhow, <clears throat> um, same sort of thing. The, the, the marketer was going for a tour through the plant, trying to find that uniqueness. He said, what's this? He said, oh, it's the drill that we get our water, you know, that's filtered through the rocks, that's blah, blah, blah. He said, wow, that's amazing. He said, yeah, the others do that. And he said, yeah, but they don't say it. And if they don't say it, it's not happening. (laughs) Uniqueness Mm -hmm. and put it out there. Nice. I love that. In my first book, to have spots to look different in a herd of zebras. Sorry, I missed that. Yeah. In my first book, I wrote that you don't have to have spots to be different in a herd of zebras. They're all (laughs) different. They've all got the uniqueness. Just communicate that one uniqueness that makes you stand out. Beautiful. I love that. So I know that our peeps are going to love this and they're going to want more from you. Um, Give us your books, your links. How do they get a hold of you or how did they start their journey with you? Several ways. And I'm really old fashioned. Send me an email. <laughs> I actually do reply to people. <laughs> I actually talk, talk to people. Um, Steve at stevebrossman.com. It's easy to remember for me and hopefully for you. Um, we can put a link in the chat. The best thing is to go and get the back pocket guide to the art and science of virtual selling. Um, it's just stevebrossman.com forward slash bpg which is back pocket guide vs virtual selling and i'm sure you'll have that in the in the show notes etc 
But they're the two easiest ways. Grab that. It's almost like a workshop in a book. Nice. There's videos in there. There's training. There's some, there's some advanced training in there that if they took that and implemented it, they could do it. Or if they took it and liked it and say, Steve, let's have a chat, then um, we can get on a call and work out how we can really help and accelerate your people. Oh, that sounds awesome. And yes, absolutely. All the links will be in the notes. And of course, you can always go to awarenessstrategies.com slash blog and find Steve's information on selling and you will his information will pop up for sure. Awesome. So this has been fantastic, Steve. Thank you. And I have to ask you before I let you go, though, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to become an entrepreneur? Um. Uh, when I was 15, I lived in the middle of the Hunter Valley, which is probably for you guys living in the middle of the Napa Valley, south of where you are. So away from the beach. And I like surfing. Some of my mates liked it. I learned how to make a surfboard through a friend of a friend. And then a few friends said, well, how do we make some surfboards? So we, we made a few for each other. And there was a few others at school that wanted them. And I was only 15. I took over my dad's garage and I didn't like the shaping or the painting or the glassing. So I thought those two mates do, I'll just go and do the selling and run the business and they can do the work. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? Life wasn't bad at 15 until my dad said he wanted the garage back and then I needed to study for my exam. So I actually set up my first real business at 15 and I thought, well, you know what? Yeah, that, that's what I wanted to do. And I've only ever had one job in my life. Oh, that's awesome. That is super fun. We'll have to find more, uh, find out more about the whole Aussie uh, surf life <laughs> another time. But it's been awesome. Uh, Steve, thank you so much for your time. Any last words for our peeps? Yeah. And I'll go back to the title of my first book. And it was Stand Up, Stand Out or Stand Aside. Or if you want the Aussie interpretation of that is be different or bugger off. <laughs> awesome. Here's to being different, peeps. Excellent. Thank you, Steve, for your time. Appreciate it. This is Michelle Nedelik. Thank guys. you so much Cheers. for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app so that we can help you scale your business because we love having you here. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.